Hello and welcome to the show, ML, uh, DFS underscore PhD for July 24th. And today we're beginning with some celebrations. We skipped the show yesterday because, of course, everybody had big wins on Saturday. So what do you do? You skip the next show. No, but for real, I uh, played some golf yesterday at a very early hour, made it impossible to do the tape. Also, those Sunday slates are just thinky. I, I mean, I did win some money on it. We'll go over that in a second, but they're not exciting slates. I'm, I'm Anyway, but... Uh, so the last slate we did have, we'll go over it in a second. And I did well. Hope you guys did well. But I didn't do as well as some of you guys did. Because congratulations to Ogar. I forget his name in the chat. But um, yeah, got it. very happy that whenever you guys, this is my first time, one of you guys has $1,000. So I appreciate that. Uh, very glad that's finally happened. I mean, there's not that many people watching every day. So it's not super surprising. You know, we got like 15 or 20 of you. So glad one of us has finally bagged a solid result uh, with the strategies we're talking about on stream. And speaking of, was this the Washington day? Yeah. The, so I, I'm telling you with the with these batters, do not unclick people unless you have a really, really good reason. Because on this slate, a lot of people unclicked Washington. And guess who was the only team to score more than four runs on the slate? It was Washington. And so by having 15, 20% Washington, I was like 10x the field on these stacks or whatever. And so, I mean, I wasn't 10x the field on Abrams, but I was 10x the field on Garcia. I was 10x the field on Ruiz. I was 10x the field. I mean, Jesus, who knows how much X the field on Corey Dickerson looks like 20x the field. What are people doing? I guess there's a significant group of people who just don't build lineups like right up against Locke because that was solid value. And I mean, this is my other lineup. I don't know which one did better. This one, the one with Dickerson did better. Okay. Hmm. Oh, the pitcher. I was like, how did that work out? Seth Brown hit a home run, but Sonny Gray did terrible. Uh, thank you to Sonny Gray. I guess actually this was good. I play, was playing both sides of that game. So one of them had to do well between Cease and Gray. So I'm happy with the way yeah, things worked out there, obviously. And yeah, that's not the only place we had some some um, stuff to show off this weekend. We also took down some pretty good, uh, pretty good results. For women, WNBA, and I think, yeah, Sunday Night Showdown, we even took down some saddies. So all over the place this weekend. It's a beautiful a beautiful weekend and a great reminder that you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And sometimes it's going to be people like you and me. And uh, literally, you and me both won this weekend. So congratulations to all of us. A fun weekend. And, I mean, the reasons were obvious. Like, this was not a tough lineup. I mean, what was by me? I mean, I guess you really need to listen to my show for the leverage arms. Because that was ridiculous. Why is he 12% or 11%? That doesn't even round up. That rounds down. The eight is in the second digit there. Anyway, I, I don't know what y'all were doing. That was an obvious play. I was like two and a half, three times the field. Hopefully you were two on Bybee. And then just, I, I don't know. I didn't have any other. Let's see. Did I have any other really strong stands? Yeah, I prepped this really well. I guess the Bybee slate was the main slate that, oh, or was that actually yesterday? No, I think it was this slate. Yeah, I, I did it by actual. Normally I do it by what I tell you guys to do. For people who are on the podcast, uh, the thing I, it's about half of you. The thing I'm doing is going through yesterday's slate, uh, which is now two days ago, because yesterday I put up a note on, on Twitter and stuff. You could have still followed it, but you know, we don't have quite the same thing to review for yesterday. And like, I didn't really have any, I entered like 20 lineups or something. Um, did I even do that? Might've just been two. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the showdowns on Sunday. That's more fun. They put 50k up pop last night. That was nuts. I mean, it did not go well because uh, I played a lot of Carrasco as the only reliable starting pitcher, and I was decimated by this decision. But it happens, you know. You take your stance, and we'll get to that for tonight. But 
I did great for you guys on this slate. I mean, I guess Sunny Gray didn't work out, but somebody had to lose that game, and it wasn't Cease. And you hopefully played also Cease at the same level, so you got one side of that anyway. And then you had a lot paying off. I guess Bybee, yeah, 15 to 30 wound up being a good stand because I wound up with like 30%, and he was 11, actually, instead of 16. Uh, I don't know how big of a problem it is that my ownerships are not really awesome. Um, okay, or how fixable it is. If you have a comment of and you really like the ownership from your optimizer, please leave it in the uh, comments. I am definitely open to piping that in. I will pay for it. I don't care about the cost of things. I just don't really think, I don't know, haven't got a great read on where the best ownership is for baseball. I kind of think I know where it is in general, but eh, okay, I should test it out. What am I, let me talk. I talked myself into doing a stupid A-B test. So congratulations, stream. Go spend some money. You know what? Let me wait till football season for this. Football season, I'll have enough money to justify the AP test. Uh, on the line, at least. I mean, this is baseball season. Part of the whole thing is don't go crazy on a slate. There's eight games today. Some dumb stuff could happen. You know, don't don't have your allocations steady. Like, I'm fighting it because I won a bunch of money yesterday, obviously. And I want a 150 max it because I got the money in my account. That's not how it works. Don't just 150 max the $3 because you can. Do it on a slate where you feel like there's edge, and that brings us to today. So I don't think we've got any weather concerns. So for today's slate, there's not that much edge. There's three good pitchers. Uh, four? Oh, four good pitchers. Maybe I do lean into that. So I'm debating. There's two strategies to go with for pitchers today. Do you slam Darvish, Castillo, Logan Allen, and Maeda? These are the three good pitchers, or the four good pitchers. Beyond that, dicey. Like, if I was doing a 20 max, and I'm not, I'm doing like a 50 to 100 today. I've already decided on 50, maybe the next 50. I don't know. But so I would have just the four. But that's just, I mean, it could still fail, right? What are they like? Each, each of the, anybody playing each other, first of all? Yes, Seattle and Minnesota. So one of them has to win, but I guess they could both lose and it's a 10 11 game and you're completely F. But basically, yeah, the, the 20 max strategy today is just these four Darvish, Castillo, Allen, and Maeda. The rest of the guys are okay. But I don't like any of them, as you can see by my 5 to 15%. Those who watch the show generally understand. I mean, this is, I mean, I might lower it. I might get more granular and tinier numbers here. I forgot I was doing 100. This is my 20 max numbering system of making 5% because that's one lineup. Um, but yeah, 5 to 15, 5 to 10, that, that's shooting guard stuff. That's these guys have the upside. We all agree. We all agree they could go for between 25 and 30. I don't think anybody would be surprised if even Colin Rea did that against Cincinnati, not in Cincinnati, not in the small park. I think people get hung up on that. Like some people are box score watchers in baseball and that's really bad because baseball stadiums matter a fair amount. So if you're a box score watcher in baseball for Colorado and Cincinnati, you're going to be wrong all the time, all the time, because there are some people on those teams that are mashing, mashing at home and not mashing away. And for obvious reasons, because their home ballpark is bigger and easier to land a ball in. So, I mean, or smaller and easier to knock the ball out of in the case of uh, Cincinnati. So, um, yeah, that was a long way to say I don't care about any of these pitchers. The ones that I guess are leverage, right? So for the show, the leverage pitchers are the ones I always say are the, the value. So I guess for me, that's uh, Castillo. Wow, what is going on there? I don't know what's going on. I got to check and make sure there's not like a pitch count thing or something. I don't know why Castillo is leverage. I thought that I, my first time looking at this call of the day. So anyway, so I maybe they're just wrong. Maybe that's going to be more like 25%. Like I just saw it being off by 5% yesterday in the, the review. Or 
I'm definitely fine being double the field on Castillo, but it just feels like he's not a leverage arm. I don't know. He's he's expensive and he's going to be highly owned. Yeah. Oh, that's why I see. He's real expensive. Yeah. Great. I'm super fine with that being the reason he's low owned. I don't really buy it, but now that I see that's the actual reason, that's nuts. You don't don't care about price for pitchers. If you got a good pitcher, you slam him. So we're slamming Castillo. He's definitely leveraged though, as a result of being clearly the highest uh, price guy on the slate. And as a result, people won't want to play him, but that's dumb. That's dumb. Like uh, that's sheep. That's fish behavior. I, I have a, I have a large comment on the fish uh, shark discourse. And my contribution is to the discourse that sharks are fish. And that that's useful to think about both in uh, biology and in gambling about how sharks are just fish. Um, by a lot. Anyway, so anyway, I, uh, I'm not trying to knock any of my favorite sharks. I put you in the thank yous whenever I win money because you guys are smart and you have angles, but you are still just human people, just like we are all human people. And yeah, somebody's going to win. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's fish. I, I like to see you guys on Twitter yelling about the fish because really, what is a fish? A fish is just somebody who made the opposite play for you on a slate. We all know it. And it's just fun. Um, and I mean, the real sharks are the ones who make money, but that's not what y'all are posting. Nobody's posting screenshots of their roto roto whatever accounts people are posting their single game screenshots and so that's nothing i mean that's that's good advertising honestly like to the point where i, I don't really know how to categorize it on my uh yeah for a corporation okay so any other good stands here most of these are just straddles right i mean i guess i'm fading fading ashcraft oh i haven't gotten in the pool this is i have him in the pool because i think he's underrated and milwaukee's terrible so that's why he's in the pool let's see how is milwaukee up here though no Milwaukee's down here. Yeah, they're bad at strikeouts. He's okay at strikeouts. It could come together. I don't really even buy 11. I think he's more of a 12. Okay. So <laughs> this is how it goes with the gut, right? I mean, like my gut at first was like, oh, let's kick him out. And I was like, mm, I don't like it. So you got to feel out your own gut, particularly for all these guys. If your gut looks at Jose Barrios and cannot stomach the possibility that LA destroys 10% of your lineups, just throws him in the trash in the first inning, can't play Jose Barrios. Because that's definitely a possibility. And I'm going to definitely be playing 20% LA stacks. Let's talk about that for a second. Now that I've told you. Okay, so people on the podcast, the people who are, the, these are the edge cases. I'm going to make sure I say all of the names. There's like 10 of these pitchers today. I just, it's such a wild slate. It's kind of a fun one to do a bunch with, but I think I'm going to have to tighten it up. I'm going to have to decide against some of these edge cases. Like maybe I throw away both Grove and Ashcraft. Maybe. They're right on the edge. Because, okay, they're not leveraged. Yeah. Stick, okay, take your own advice. I'm Okay, so now I'm going through the second layer of thinking, which is I'm way too spread out, and I don't think all of these guys will hit, right? I'm pretty unlikely that all of your shooting guards go off. And so I'm going to take stands that Toronto's fine. Milwaukee's bad. Yeah, I still have myself. I just don't believe in Grove. I'm a Dodgers fan, and if I don't believe in our pitcher, i got to listen to that, that feeling in my heart. I do believe in Rhea. He's also underpriced, but, hmm. Where's Cincinnati on the list? This is tiebreaker. Cincinnati not up at the top. Bottom middle. Okay, so Cincinnati's like okay at strikeouts. He's okay. It's he's not he's not great at strikeouts anyway. Hmm. I don't see the upside there. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning away from Rhea the more I look at it. Yeah, because I'm already fading him and it's just leaning into your fades. So I'm leading into my fade of Rhea, but that's I just talked to you about how I think Cincinnati has a, he's playing against Cincinnati today. And I talked about how I think Cincinnati has a, a box score watcher effect, but this is a, a large enough slate where that would be tiny. So I think I'll be okay to unclick Rhea. 
and the result of unclicking Rhea will mean I will be heavy on Cincinnati stacks. That's the implicit thing that I'm playing with. Do I want to be heavy on Cincinnati stacks? Because I think they'll be overrunned. Let me go over there. Second time I talked about it. No, okay. If if Cincinnati is just about here against Rhea in the middle of the stack in the middle of the pack, then they're an okay team to target. Um, yeah, obviously San Diego. Who are we disrespecting here? Pittsburgh's pitcher is Perdomo. Okay. Yep, it's bad. And also, I guess it's a bullpen game for a bad bullpen or Priester. Priester is starting, and then we're expecting bullpen people after that. Yeah, Priester to go four innings. Is that what I said? Okay, so not sure what's going on with that Pittsburgh pitching situation. Seems fine to project San Diego to do well, but it kind of seems like you're projecting it against an unknown, which is not awesome, right? I mean, like, I don't, I don't love, I, I'd rather go up against Granky than against unknown new pitcher, right? Like somebody who I know what I'm getting, like he's going to be garbage. And <laughs> sorry, my apologies. Again, he's out there breaking ground with the Ethos pitching, which I do actually respect and think is the future of closers when when the bases are loaded. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that we are going to have to change the rules of baseball to explicitly outlaw slow pitches from softball because just mathematically, if you throw in a slow pitch softball pitch, you can't hit a home run off of it. And so... As a result, the you can just put your outfield in the place to catch the fly ball that you will necessarily get, or no contact, which is the other thing that happens from these crazy, crazy pitches. Okay, um, throw a slow, a slow, slow, slow pitch softball pitch to a big leaguer, and stand there and get hit in the face. I'm sure that would be fine. Right. So stacks back on back on target. Uh, we got yeah Dodgers. I like. I don't understand what's going on with St. Louis. Like they're okay. But no, and when, whenever they're winding up at the top of the, the bins, I'm, I'm like, no, I'll have a little St. Louis. I'll have a little St. Louis, but I don't understand it. It's the names, I guess. Like, I know a few of the, their big names, but I like the little guys. I mean, I'm probably more likely to play like Newt Bear or whatever than like um, Goldschmidt, you know, like in terms of ownership, in terms of, I mean, I think they got the same upside. It's just one of them is going to be 10, 10 times as owned as the other one. So I, I, that's what I like for St. Louis. I like those weirdos. I like the weird stacks. Um, but they're not going to be on my list for the day. I think I got to leave Washington on there. Who are they going against? A bad pitcher again? They've been mashing. They're going against a bad, yeah, Colorado. I don't like anti-Colorado bias, of course. We've talked about it. Carl Kaufman. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting two earned runs off of Carl Kaufman on four hits. Yeah. Yep, that'll do. Yeah, so I'm fine with targeting Washington. They've given me money recently. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to put them on my, my like short list of like stacks we backs or whatever. That they're not they're appropriately projected. I'm, I'm mostly looking for where is their edge, right? Where where I think the projection for whatever reason for a reason. You got to make your theory, right? Like if you think a projection is wrong, you need to chase it down because there there's no re no way the Vegas like it, or that the money people who are doing Vegas gambling are moving that line without having a reason. Like they're not just like. I like San Diego, you know, putting money in there. Like they have looked at this new pitcher for the other team and they have their doubts for whatever reason, or they have their doubts about Pittsburgh's collective bullpen or some matchup against some pitch from the guy. Anyway, there's, they've got a reason. And so you've got to try to figure out what that reason is and if you respect it. So that's, that's what I would say. Um, like these guys at the bottom, Pitt and KC, I assume they're going against the two best pitchers. Pitt, yep. Going against Darvish and uh, Casey. Yep, going against Logan Allen. So not gonna not gonna argue with that. 
Uh, I would unclick it if it didn't break the optimizer. Uh, but yeah, fades we made, pit and KC. I'm just gonna unclick it. I'm gonna try it again and see if it breaks it. If maybe they've fixed it. And if not, I need to need to log the error. I, I want to be able to both. The problem is limiting both stack types like this, which is what I want to do on an eight game slate. Maybe I'll leave the five. We'll have to check. So I'm gonna come back before lock. I'm gonna look at available players. I'm gonna check all batters. I'm gonna see if any random dudes have come up in the batting order. This is not great value. None of these guys is like 3.5, whatever. Like we gotta have a guy who's like 20 or 30% more expected value than the rest of the people before we make stack type decisions about it. So currently I'm, I don't see the value to leave in the fives. We're gonna have real proper stacks only where we have a maximum of one person not in the stack. And honestly, at this point, looking at the value I'm seeing, I might restrict it further because this is garbage value. I don't really want any of these guys. It's my one-off piece, you know, like I'm not bending over backwards to make a five-two stack where I get Willie Castro in there. I don't see a like he, he doesn't need to be the one, you know, like I, I don't see it. So so I might further restrict on some days like this. I further restrict because it does a lot of natural sevens. It likes to do the five twos, but the sevens are like okay. They're not like they don't go off to the max as much. So I might limit my sevens to like 30% and uh 30%. Just so I get it, I know I'm getting at least 40% um, good stacks that are full two game. Like I just need two teams to match. And if two teams match, I win. That's the that's like the ideal circumstance on a day like today, where, and again, just stressing, there's not good individual value. I'm not seeing great individual value. You know what? Let's let's change it even further. Let's make it more restrictive. It's to the point where I want more of my my I, even if it costs salary, if I can't make this work and I need to widen the salary base. I want more than half of my stacks to be proper stacks today. I mean, unless, so the thing, like I said, you got to come back and double check. This is all contingent on the value available for batters. Right now, this is garbage. Let me go back and show you what it was on the last slate, which was totally different, where we made all that money because we totally allowed these stacks. But the value was four. We're talking like this guy, Greg, Greg Kessinger. You had, look at what I did. I mashed it. I mashed him like it was a starting pitcher. Because that kind of value is not around every day. Look at that. That's a four. On today's slate, we're maxed out at three in terms of expected starters. Way tighter pricing for today's slate. They, they, they're they ready for today. So unless we get a surprise, you know, that's what these guys are, right? You know, you don't even need an optimize. You just look at the starters. And if for whatever reason, guys sit or whatever, you get a surprise leadoff batter. Surprise leadoff batter is the value of the slate. You're going to have to jam him. And when you jam him, that means going over here and making sure you've got fives and a lot of sevens. So the fives mean, basically you mark off one of your slots as Gray Kessinger, and you allow then regular stacking rules within the rest of the lineup. So anyway, just I wanted to talk a little bit more about stacking today because I make those decisions late, later than I'm doing this video normally, and they're important, super important to this slate. If you don't get value like Gray Kessinger, this is the wrong stat, right? Like you should not play the slate the way I played it. Because look, we had not only Greg Kessinger, we had three other dudes. So like, if I wanted to, I could have relaxed it further to allow, I don't think I even allowed them in the build yet. So I only allowed fives because one, one, and one, right? I only wanted to pick three of those four dudes. And generally I like to try to make it so I have a, a little bit of uniqueness between the lineups. But when there's this much value, I stop. I don't enforce the uniqueness conditions because the whole, the whole point of doing the stacks like this is to make sure I get a whole ton of these four dudes who were going to smash. By the way, one of them smashed. So, yeah, I guess actually 
I thought Gray had gone off a little bit. Maybe he got that hit on the first hit of the game, and I thought, oh, he's going to do great. And then nobody ever knocked him in. He didn't do anything more. Ray Nifo did okay, but not great, great. Um, okay, so it didn't – that part actually may have held me back on that slate. Huh, maybe that's uh, why I didn't get the $5,000. So, okay, I'm going to think a little bit more about whether I, whether I do such drastic stack-type maneuvering based on available value. But I think the overall mechanism makes sense, right? Like if there's not value, you're not slamming in value. I, I would think the stack types that I would use tonight, instead of being like the stack types I used last time, where I wound up with a lot of sevens, a lot of fives, this is 85%. I'm completely unchecking the fives because I don't want to, that's how many independent events, right? So for me, I come from chemistry. And so when I want to get an order of magnitude of how likely something is, I think of how many independent events have to happen for this to be true. The reason we do stacking with eights on a slate like this is that's two independent events. If we assume stack going nuts or pitcher pitching bad is one event, which it kind of is. I mean, you guys have been pitchers maybe in your life. You've seen pitchers for sure absolutely crap their pants in baseball games. If you didn't watch any day of baseball and root for your one pitcher, because that will be the day that he absolutely craps his pants. Um, anyway, so uh, that's the reason why you have to very much pay attention to the type of slate it is for the types of stacks you're allowing. Because if there's not value, like a five stack tonight, that's four random events where I don't think all four are weighted well. The reason I would play it on a slate like this slate is because I thought there was a pretty good chance that the, the three or four dudes who were all pretty valuable would go off because they're a leadoff hitter. They're gonna get more, more at-bats than expected and they're priced min price. So I'm okay with having that slot crossed out and, and going towards maybe, so the remainder, maybe it's a 5-2 stack with a one random or it's a 5-1-1, one, one, you know, it's, it's three independent events. So that's 10 times more likely than four independent events in terms of order of magnitude estimation. Um, okay, so this has got a bit far in the woods, but that's the reason why today, unless value opens up significantly, I'm significantly restricting my five stacks out of existence because I think that you need four independent events to happen today. And I mean, yeah, there's eight games, maybe it happens, but that's not the way I want to win. I want to win by, I want, and I also don't want to win like, if that's lucky win, that's not like a bash. Like if, if something wins by 10 today, I want my lineups with the tens, like, like I did the other day to be mashing. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, well, I had five from that game, but the other three were randos chosen from other games. I want it to be like, well, the one game mash, is the other game going to mash or not? It's two things I need. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not playing the lottery. I mean, expected value calculations are a bit complicated for the lottery. It is kind of close to positive expected value now. So someday soon I may be playing the lottery because of expected value calculations, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like pouring money into it. Like it's fantasy sports because, you know, I, I have... I know not just my expected value, but my value here. This is making me money. So, you know, I uh, with the lottery, it could make me money, but I wouldn't really respect myself afterwards. You know, I just, I'd give everybody a bunch of money or whatever. I, I'd be a different person probably, but I wouldn't feel the way I do when I win a fantasy thing, right? Because when I win a fantasy thing, for instance, when I won that $100,000, why I have to say what Highsmith thing here is to remember that was not fucking random. I've been talking about that. You asked my wife. I've been thinking about that day and talking about game one of the NBA finals for a fucking month. I'd stored up a hundred tickets to that. It was the singular event of the year. And like I had everything, like I had notes, pads on my phone, breaking down exactly how I wanted which type of thing for the week before the finals. Every day for the first time, I mean, I started 50, 100 maxing these showdowns to try to get a sense of what it took to get unique 
what it took to have a you know, what kind of geometric mean limits I needed. So anyway, just make sure that you you um you make your plays when you feel like you have edge. Today, eh, there's like no edge. So uh, I don't see the edge except in the thing I'm talking about today, right? So until something else open up, opens up player-wise, the edge today is going to be in properly restricting your stacks because people are, are going to be hot off their weekend wins and the weekend wins were different slates. This slate is very tight. And so I think that's where you can have some edge today. Um, and that's why we spent so much time talking about it. All right, let's hope that in this half an hour where I've been ranting at you, Price Picks has added a bunch to the board because it's garbage otherwise. Yeah, throw this in the trash. Wow. I mean, don't even go to Price Picks today. No offense. I love them. And also, hey, if you want me to stop saying that, Price Picks, you know what to do. Send me an email. Pop some money in the old uh, old coffers. But in the meantime, y'all got, got to pop some props on the board, man. This is terrible. This is garbage town. I, I'm not on any of this. I also like Ashcraft today. So I'm not on any of this. Um Oh, Leon, how are you doing? All right, let's end the video here and we'll, uh, yeah. Uh, you remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that one. All right.